Hey everybody, welcome to episode 228 of the Growing With Fishes podcast. This week we have uh, Jesse of the Autoflower Show. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure being here. This, yeah. this is actually my first time live on YouTube. There you go. Yeah. It's always nice to give people their first times. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, it's been a, a pretty, uh, pretty wonky week, I think, for most people. Definitely been a wild one for me, uh, many good ways. So definitely can't complain. So um, uh, if you guys are new to the show, uh, this is a regular uh, aquaponic and living soil education show. Uh, we try to put it on every Thursday. Sometimes we also do other days of the week, like Tuesdays, but uh, um, a lot of stuff going on this time of year. So we've been cutting it back to just the Thursdays. Um, if you're interested in aquaponic cannabis classes, we do have a full suite of aquaponic cannabis classes with over 600 lectures over at apmjclass.com. And we have a full suite of aquaponic nutrients uh, for cannabis growing or, or flowering crops over at apmjnutes.com. Uh, so be sure to check those out if there's uh, things that you might be needing. Uh, so thanks a lot for joining us, Jesse. Um, tell us a little bit about the Auto Flower Show and, and what you do. You, uh, you've been putting a lot of effort into this for quite a long time and uh, it was a lot of fun to come over on your show the other day. And uh, we thought it'd be a lot of fun to have you over on ours. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's actually a, a real pleasure to be here. Um, <clears throat> now, to to answer your question about uh, about the show, and, and I guess first and foremost, I haven't been doing it all that long. It's been uh, since COVID broke out. I uh, I released the podcast. It was April, the first episode, of April twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Now, um, before that, I was a musician, a, a full-time musician, and then I was growing in tents, and I was looking into autoflowers, couldn't find a ton of information that wasn't um, on forums, <clears throat> and I, I wanted an audio version or videos, so to say, of, uh, of autoflowers, and uh and then it, it occurred to me that there was only one other autoflower podcast. And so I, I, I hit the, the road running pretty much, man. And now that I bring up the music because I learned a lot about navigating social media, trying to have a career in music. And so it was like three years uh, where I was full-time music at night. And then all day I was researching how to, how to you know, get my music out there. And then... I mean, needless to say, cannabis content sells itself, right? Cannabis and cannabis content. And so, yeah, that mixed with a little bit of foresight, uh, the show has kind of taken off, got to the point where it is. Very cool. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the different guests that you've had on the show. Uh, what are some, uh, any uh, notable people you've had on or interesting conversations that have given you some kind of new rabbit holes or new uh, insight into um, into growing that really kind of changed the way you think? Well, I mean, first and foremost, having you on the show, since then I've had at least six or seven people reach out and tell me how it's one of their favorite episodes, uh, period, on my show. And that's uh, especially because, you know, you, you did help and you went through the build 
and, and you helped us with just a four plant build for it. And that's what my audience is. I, I did, I guess, leave that out is that I'm catering to the small batch at home grower, four plant grower. Um, as far as other guests, I've had, I've featured Firebuds Genetics or Firebuds 101 quite a bit. Him and I did an autoflower 101. It was like a live interactive growing class where we, we threw, or we did the lives on Instagram. And it was like once a week for the duration of an autoflower crop, we grew, or we, uh, we went live and, and he told us what to do with our, with our crop. Because first and foremost with my show, I've, I've made it a point to let people know that I am a noob. I'm not a, a seasoned grower. I mean, I've been, I grew up in BC, so I've been in and out of rec grows, trimming, and I've been around cannabis for a long time. But as far as actually being a grower myself, I, uh, yeah, actually being a grower myself, I, I haven't been that for longer than, yeah, November 13th was my first plant, 2019. So all of that, I try and make sure that everybody knows that I'm a noob. So anyways, Firebuds was taking us through and we did that, I think it was 15 weeks straight for the whole duration of an autoflower uh, crop. And then, <clears throat> and that is to be repeated eventually. Right now, his son was in, uh, he had a kidney surgery. And so from that, we said, okay, let's hold off, wait until your son's uh, recovered. And then maybe we'll repeat the class again. Otherwise, I've had uh, people like Eliza, Eliza Theodoro, who was a UFC fighter who got, um, he got, what do you call it, a medical use exemption. So he's the first UFC fighter to actually be allowed to get stoned and, and, and fight and train. And then uh, there was, these are just some, some more of like uh, bigger names, not necessarily in cannabis. And then also, so Joey Trapp, he came onto the show. He grows autoflowers in his backyard, so I thought it'd be interesting. He's a he's a rapper. Um, and then <clears throat> I've had Jeff Lowenfels as well. Uh, Chef Sebastian Carosi came on and gave us a, a a cooking demonstration. What did we do? We did butter. I can't remember some sort of waffles. Man, it was delicious. And then uh, yeah, there's been I've had Mandalorian Genetics. Quite a few. I tried to stay at first in the autoflower community. And then now I'm starting to venture out to people such as yourself who are doing things that not only apply to autos, but just to growing altogether. Awesome. So what are some of the things that maybe you've learned along the way that I guess maybe you had learned from other sources, but then after doing it uh, firsthand, maybe realized it was not really what you thought? Um, I guess though, one of the first things that... Um, First things that hit me the hardest where I learned it a little later was germination with autoflowers, where a lot of people are germing them in the paper towel, which I, you know, which I do with my photo periods. And uh, what I've actually gotten, or sorry, what I actually do now is I just put them straight into the soil. And with that, I find that there's, uh, there's very, very little complications. When you do it in the paper towel, I've seen autoflower uh, tap roots intertwine within the paper towel and then you're you've got it you've got to try and get it out there without wrecking it um what else i mean i that's just like one of the first sort of novice things that i learned that really stuck with me um yeah let 
I I would have to think about some some other answers to that. I suppose what what is most important, the one of the most important things I learned later is how uh, crucial your pH is. Where I was allowing it to fluctuate and not really giving a crap about it and growing with salts though, and 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 going in and and having extreme issues while watching my leaves curl or or change colors and thinking that it was deficiencies where it was truly just the pH. Um, yeah. Awesome. So uh, you're a pretty big fan of concentrates. What are you, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit about that before the show. Uh, what are you getting into these days in that regard? I pretty much grow, or yeah, I grow for resin. So I'm, I'm all about solventless concentrates. I, I make it a point to only smoke hash or flour in my bong. Um, but yeah, to smoke hash or rosin. <clears throat> uh really getting into making my own hash and and so uh, my last crop i've cut it down and froze it fresh and, and just made some hash out of it that's been my main main focus so as far as the show is concerned i mean it's called the auto flower show so i i'm kind of always gonna have to keep autos going right i'm aware that uh to keep on brand i'm gonna have to it doesn't mean i can't do both but at, there's always gonna have to be autos now I would really like to hone my hash washing skills while autos get a little bit better, better in their THC production and start catching up to the hash numbers that photos are doing. And I'd really like to be able to, yeah, eventually once, you know, once the doors start opening and the Canadian market starts becoming, making a little more sense, excuse me, I'd really love to be able to um, kind of be a Canadian name in auto flowers and, 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 and wash hash and, and solventless extracts. Now for me, I don't like, uh, BHO extracts. That's mainly the only, um, only thing I have access to is, is live hash rosin or BHO. And, um, and the BHO for me is just too high in THC. Uh, I have bipolar and I find that if I am, if I isolate THC and, and uh, take it, that's when high amounts of anxiety, which then presented itself uh, as anger or even so far as to say psychosis. And so I really have to stick away, stay away from uh, BHO. Now I loved me shatter, but I didn't understand what it was doing to me. I, I had to quit it because it was making me angry. And then my friend shared me or shared with me some of his rosin. He's like, Hey man, I just made this like, try this and and fuck from there it was like concentrates with the whole entourage and and yeah that's that's what i love man it's it's smoking hash dabbing rosin and, and hash so what are some of the better auto lines that are out there right now i know um people kind of generally uh i guess have uh, maybe not the best view of autos um, I think the only person I've heard sell it all that well is, uh, is Jeff Lowenfell. And uh, when he came on, talked about his newest book. Uh, if you are really interested in autoflowers, you could, you know, definitely is a really good resource. Um, it's not the most technical book in terms of being, you know, ultra high end on the technical stuff, but it's a great one that like you can pick up and then also like you could give to your mom and it's, you know, if she's a gardener or your grandma and they can pick up on how to throw a couple autos and it's a good kind of more beginner's guide. 
Um, it's, it's a really good one. So definitely a great book out there uh, for people that want to look to learn more about autos, especially newer growers. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so tell us a little about, I guess, what, what cultivars you've been growing and, uh, and what kind of what, which ones you're seeing be, become more pop, common with the autos. Um, okay, so as far as, uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on Jeff there. I am, I just started reading Teeming with Microbes for the first time. And so I want to say that if it's anything like those books, there's something about it that has this like poetic, um, there's like a poetic logic behind it where it just reads really smoothly. Um, so I will definitely look into that one book. Now, uh, as far as autos and cultivars that, uh, that are on my radar or that I think people should look out for, um, there's obviously there's the big names. You've got Fast Buds and, and they're, they're doing it well. You've got uh, Mephisto as well. Um, and then there's Night Owl. <clears throat> but the person that I've spent uh, a lot of time growing because of my relationship with them is Fire Buds. I'll say it again, Fire Buds 101 and at Fire Buds Genetics on Instagram. Um, his Care Bears are nothing short of like fermented wine gums when they're all grown out. I've, I've got two of them in the tent now. Um, and then he also, I've also grown a Mandalorian. I really like Mandalorian genetics, especially because of the Bobby's widow. The Bobby's widow itself was a 30 or 60 day flower. So from seed to harvest, it's a 60 day plant. And um, there's personally, I didn't yield that great. Cause I, like I said, I was having pH issues. However, I've heard of people yielding over six ounces on this one plant. Now, um, the thing about autos is, is that you can't hold on to a pheno. You can't hold on to a cutting of it. So that seems to be uh, the toughest part about scaling it up because uh, you have to constantly buy seeds. Now, for me at home, I really like the fact that it's a, it's a constant variety. I smoke so much and I'm smoking everything that I'm growing that having a, a change all the time is really helping me. I'm not growing for this same, uh, there's not the same motivations when you're just a home grower in a tent, right? There's no money involved. There's no, hey, this flower's quick. This produces big numbers, this, that, and the other thing. It's more, I'm looking for flavors and, and stuff like that. So yeah, so back, I'll say the list again. We've got Fast Buds, we've got uh, Fire Buds 101 or Fire Buds Genetics. We've got Mephisto, Night Owl, um, Dutch Passion was also, I, my producer grew a Dutch Passion blueberry. Um, and it was, by the end of it, 1.5 pounds. And it was in a 30 gallon living soil pot. So, and I don't remember if he got it tested or not. However, um, high teens, if he did, because I, I can't remember if it was that plant or the next one he grew that was, that was tested. Anyhow, autos are coming. They're, they're, they're definitely making waves. And I saw that that was, it was a, a, a bit of a niche a year ago. And now the niche is getting like really large and it's, it's starting to, to take over. There's a place in Seattle that is growing a, a, a medical facility in Seattle that's growing um, Bobby's Widows. And they did like a full room of them. And it was, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know the numbers because it's, yeah. But um Autos are going places, in my opinion. I personally think that if if you have outdoor space and you're like an LP in Canada or, or 
whatever they call it in the states, like you're you're a licensed producer. Um, that if you have a portion of your land and you you put that that portion to autos and then grow your photos for the rest of the year outside, you're going to get a buffer crop. You're going to see a bumper crop. You're going to see money sooner. There's there's lots of validity to autos in a lot of different places. So what are um, uh... You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of auto flower, <clears throat> auto flowers because especially for newer growers in aquaponics, you know, they can, again, just toss it right in there. And, you know, while it might not be that that super heavy yield, they can kind of get used to dealing with, um, you know, planting things in either dual root zone or you, you can even be as lazy enough to throw it in there directly. You just won't get quite the same yields. Um, but do you want to talk about maybe some of the things that are a little bit more unique about it? I know they're definitely kind of pouty about being transplanted. Um, you're better off planting them in your your final pot. Um, and do you want to talk about some of the other things that are maybe recommendations for how to care for your um, autoflower? Or, you know that might be different than than a traditional one. Sure. So uh, I'll even touch on the transplanting thing first and foremost because I think it's a myth that autos aren't transplanted well. I think what the issue is is that uh, there's there's a uh, there's a theory and that. The taproot dropping, I don't know if they've proven this or not, but that the vertical taproot drop uh, hitting the bottom of the pot can trigger early flower. So if you're going to transplant your autos, you have to be rather um, experienced in it. So for any new grower, yeah, I say straight up, start five gallon pot and, and, and plop it right in there. And then um, and then what I'll say is to, I, I take my sprayer and I, I spray the area where the, where the seed is. And once it's out of the ground, I'm spraying around that. And then I'll take, after 10 days, I'll take whatever, um, if I'm in cocoa and, and it's a five gallon pot, I'll take a half gallon of water and I'll water around the edge of the pot, not close to the, to the seed so that the water leaches in to, the, to where the roots are and the roots are grasping for that water. Um, yeah, so that would be, for a newer auto grower, now I know lots of people who are out there transplanting autos. I personally have transplanted autos and it works great. You just have to time it fantastically. Like it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it's like two inches out of the dirt and you're transplanting it and it's got roots already sticking out of that ball. Um, what else? Autos uh, depends. So every cultivar, every auto I grow, I start off with and this, again, um, I'm a bottle, I use bottled nutrients uh, for the most part. I'm, I'm diving into living soil. So out of the five pots that I have right now, um, two of them are regs. One of them is, is possibly going to be a male. So I'll call that male and get it down to four. But anyhow, uh, one of them is a living soil pot. So I'm testing it. And the others are all all cocoa. So I'm trying to learn. But with... with uh, with bottled nutrients, I am always feeding at, at the very beginning of their life, I'm going to give them a quarter strength. And then I'm going to up it until I notice a little bit of new burn on the tips and I'll back off. Or if it gets to a certain point, I'll just stop and leave it there. If I get to half strength and the plant looks great, or if it's at quarter strength and the plant looks happy, I'll keep it there. Um, so a little tip for that, if you're a bottled nutrient grower and you want to cut down your the mix, if you want to make a quarter strength mix, I mix a single gallon of what they say to do in the gallon and then I add three more gallons so I don't have to do any crazy math. Um, 
that was that was a big little aha moment for me when I was a beginning grower. Made it really easy for me. Always pH, always test your pH with your water going in. Make sure you're good on that. Uh, let me think. I train my autos. I almost always train my autos, trying to open them up. I people think that you can't top autos, but I totally disagree with that. You have to you have to do it wisely. Um, as far as you say you're growing for the same cultivar and you notice one is taken off well then yeah I would top that one but I would top it no later than the fifth node when it was presenting that sixth node I would cut that sixth node off or and and I would I would leave it at that fifth right so um <clears throat> yeah yeah that's definitely a big myth with autos is that they can't be topped what else uh the potency and flavor is is getting there, if not there, uh, especially for at-home growers. I don't think that I can grow a photo uh, any better than I can personally grow an auto with with my equipment. Now, I'm not adding CO2. I don't have an AC unit. I'm totally rocking like a colder lung room to cool it down if need be and and blowing it out the house. Like it's as simple as fuck as it gets with with decent equipment. That's it. And um, yeah, I mean, the numbers on autos, the thing about autos is that they are relatively quicker. If you're going past 90 days with an auto, what's the fucking point? Pardon my language. Um, but yeah, so if you're, if you've got your autos and you've gone, you're, you're cutting them down in 90 days. The one thing is, is that there is no, they have a decided lifespan. So there is no reaction time. They're going to show you what's wrong and you're either going to fix it or it's going to get worse. That's it. There's no, there's no trying to fix it in veg and then getting a good balance and then flipping it when you've got it all, all good to go. Right. Um, people think you can't clone autos. You can, it's tough. It doesn't get you entirely too far. Maybe, maybe six generations I've heard of it being done. And then by the end of it, they're pretty squirrely. Um, but it's doable. One thing I would say with autos, with people looking into autos is I would say, don't let somebody, somebody else's opinion on auto flowers, decide what you want to try with them. So for instance, forever people said, no, you can't top autos. No, you can't transplant autos. And no, you can't clone autos, but there's people out there doing all of these things successfully. So I would never let somebody else's opinion stifle what you think an auto might be able to do. So what, uh, what cultivars have you personally been growing over the last, uh, I guess it'd be about a year and change? Uh, okay, so I've done the, the Care Bears by Firebuds. I've done the Bobby's Widow by Mandalorian Genetics. I, per I currently have the Creme de la Creme Cross Forum Stomper from uh, Night Owl, I think it is, or Mephisto, same, same shit, different pile. Um, you got Mephisto genetics and then night owl seeds, I think. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, a couple other Firebuds cultivars, some Fastbuds cultivars. So I did the Gelato Auto from Fastbuds, which I washed that out and got full melt hash off of it, which I was pretty impressed with because um, it was like my third time washing hash and I, I fucking still have some of it somewhere. Um, and then, uh, 
yeah, there was that. And then what else? The wedding cheesecake auto from, from Fast Loads was really nice. Uh, but the, the cultivar that I've grown more than any other cultivar is the Care Bears. And that's because it reminds me of, of a Zittles. And it's, it's, a, it's a Zittles cross blue bear OG. And it's at an F3 at this point. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's my, I like a heavy indica. So I, I tend to keep on putting that one back into the, into the, into the garden. So what, uh, what advice do you, like, so a lot of people are just kind of a little bit freaked out because of the, you know, you can't clone them as easy, like you said. Um, so how do people go about replicating, you know, I, you talked about German uh, pollination and all that, but have you done any self-replicating uh, of the plants or have you gotten some males and you saved them and then crossed them or, or how are you, uh, tell us about what you've been doing with your breeding. So with, with me, I'm personally super intimidated by breeding at this point. Uh, like I said, I'm only into it just on, or just over a year. And uh, I don't even think I could comfortably or confidently tell you the scientific names for the parts of the plant. So I'm not, I'm not there yet, man. I'm so busy trying to put this, this show together where it, it takes a lot of my time just trying to do the, the, the admin stuff. I mean, I'm sure you know, right? Uh, there's that. And then I, I'm trying to, yeah, trying to work with hash and, and, and do other things with other people. And, and, and so, um, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. What was okay. the question? Um, uh, I, I lost my train of thought too. Um, you have a pretty cool autoflower 101, uh, class on, as part of your content over there. Do you want to tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, so that was done with, with Firebuds. He was the host. And uh, it was a 15-week thing. We went live on Instagram. And the interesting part about going live on Instagram was I was able to um, have, that, have the Q&A part of it. And so we would, we would do the class and he would teach us what we needed to do as, as know-nothing growers, as new growers. And, uh, and yeah, for the week, right? So, I mean, for the first one, we popped the bean and then the next one they were up and, the, and he told us how to treat it for that week, so on and so forth. But the, the, the creme de la creme of those classes were the audience questions. So we would do the class for an hour. Instagram at that time would cut us off after an hour. We would go live again and I'd be able to pop the questions up on the screen. And, and it, uh, it, it drew a rather large audience. Now we also did, um, we did live giveaways every class. And then we, we did a big grand prize at the end where we tried to set up somebody as close as we possibly could to grow from scratch at home. Certain things we couldn't get like a tent and a AC unit, like a exhaust fan and, and can. But other than that, it was, um, yeah, they got everything. There was, there was genetics, there was TMB, nutrients, uh, fucking lights, everything. It was great. Now, the thing about that class that was, that was most interesting was um, how it brought Firebuds and myself together in, in one spot and, and allowed, it allowed us to talk to the audience like they were in the grow room with us. You know what I mean? And that was, that. I think there was a, there was a, a person, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It was just like you were chilling in the living room with us. And that was, that's what made it relatable content. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, I guess, is there any, um, what tips would you have for, for newer autoflower growers, especially uh, people that maybe are trying to figure out how to go about it? Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, you the thing about autos is that, yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've touched on this already, but the fact that they have a decided lifespan is going to, is going to make your, it's going to make the journey. Uh, it depends. It could be more stressful or less stressful. If you understand that it's going to end soon and yes, you, you might've made mistakes as a new grower, but the next one's going to start right away. And now you've learned from those mistakes, then it's not so stressful. Um, I grew a photo for the first one and I found that, uh, that it just took way too long for me growing one plant, right? With the autos, with the autos being so quick, yeah, some of the bud that I grew sucked, but at least I had bud and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, catching up after myself. So uh, there's a lot of times where you might want to rip that tent down. Don't. First and foremost, just get something growing. Even if you got a blurple light from a friend off of Amazon that or that he got off of Amazon, just start and and just put it in the dirt and 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 get there. Um, after that, I think really getting involved in the Instagram community was a big step for me. I learned a lot on Instagram, even just scrolling, seeing people doing things where I'm like, shit, that makes sense. Hey, that makes sense. And then, and then you'll find that you reach out to those people and they're actually just so kind and they want to help. And they're like, and they're stoked that they did that. So um, yeah, my biggest tip would be to not be afraid to start and to and to to reach out to other growers, um, even myself in the DMs uh, at the Auto Flower Show on on Instagram, and I'm always there. I it's going off right beside my head right here. It's like I'm I'm constantly on there, uh, managing the DMs, helping people out. I think one thing one one thing I haven't really touched on is defoliation with auto flowers. Less necessary. Um, you can still do it, but I personally, I'll tuck as many fan leaves as I can before cutting them off. Uh, this, because you, the autoflower has a decided lifespan, like I keep saying, it causing stress uh, will only affect your bottom end, will only affect your yield at the end. Uh, if you stress it too many times and stunt it and, and, and start affecting its growth rate, well, it's still going to finish when it was going to finish. There's been times where I've seen uh, strange things come out of autos where, you know, weird mutations or uh, stunted, no growth for two weeks and then just takes off again. Um, all of these things are, I talk to other people and as I, or as I start, or as I started, I would talk to other people when these weird things would happen. And, and as they happen now, I more realized that, hey, it's life, right? You're, you're, you're sowing seeds. Things are going to grow weird. Things are going to do weird things. I'm not by any means a scientific person, uh, yet I'm still doing it successfully. So you can, you can take solace in, in what, wherever your intellect lays, you'll, you'll get this done. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that growing cannabis or growing anything is for everyone. I think that if you need some peace, Growing autos is really cool because you watch them real and they grow like in front of your eyes. And, and it's almost like, it's almost like 
it's almost like pets for millennials where <laughs> where there's instant gratification from it but uh yeah i don't know hopefully that answered your question awesome so um you're in canada what part of canada are you in i'm in bc man i uh, born and raised bc spent most of my life in uh in Kelowna in the Okanagan. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the rollout there in BC? On the, on the, on the prohibition 2.0. Yeah. Prohibition 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I, without saying too much, I don't go to the dispensary. Like uh, they're gouging. It's insane. I, I'll go there because they'll have, um, they have a drink there. It's like $3. It's not a big deal for can of, can of you know can of edibles but the thing is is that our there's many wildly crazy things about what they did like for instance i mean you deal in edibles on the legal market we can only all of our edibles are limited to 10 milligrams max per package and it's like well what the fuck am i supposed to do with that do i have to buy 20 chocolate bars to get lit like you know to to, to feel to feel any sort of physical relief that these edibles are trying to trying to do for me. Anyways, I'll go in there and I'll go buy a can and somebody's buying an eighth of flour for $70. And I'm, I just can't believe it. It's, it, it, that blows my mind. And then another part about it, I mean, we can grow four plants legally, but there's a lot of hoop, hoops about it. You can't do it in public. Like, like you, sorry, you can't do it in the view of public. So if it's in your backyard, but there's somebody else can see it. Like, I think there's something about that where you're not allowed to do that. Now, one thing is, is that I rent. So I'm not growing outside. That's for damn sure. Uh, and yeah, what, what else, man? There's lots I could complain about. It took a long time for concentrates to hit the market. And then now I've tried some of the, some of the concentrates on the market because I'm curious, I guess. Curiosity is mainly it where I'm like, I'm making hash rods and what's for sale, right? I'm making making this, what's for sale? I'm growing this, what's for sale? And yeah, it's insanely bad. I've worked on on properties where it was, yeah. Things just happen in the, in the market where it just blows my mind, but it was not, it would never be something that you would treat your plants or so, a way you would treat your plants when you're only growing four. Or when you're when you're only when you only have a hundred lights, versus you know these huge facilities that are going on. Um, I've back in the union days. If anybody wants to know what uh, BC used to look like during the the free people's market days, check out. There's a great documentary on it called The Union. So it's about all the different pieces. It's it's a quite a cool documentary. The union was made in Kelowna, and that's where I'm from. There you go. Yeah, so that shit was. In Kelowna, when that movie came out, it was every third house was a grow up, like per capita kind of thing. That's how much cannabis has been grown in, in the Okanagan. Um, but yeah, it's it's just wild. I've looked at I've looked at buds that I've gotten from the dispensary with a microscope, not a microscope, a Jewish leaf, and uh, and just been blown away by the things that I see on there. You know, cat food, other things like that. So yeah, my opinion on it is grow your own or, or, you know, get a guy, meet a grower. Sorry. I didn't realize my mic was open when I coughed. I apologize. That's okay. There's the, I mean, 
Yeah, the black market is live and, and well in Canada. I think that's safe to say. And you got a, so what are some of the uh, strains that you, you've been smoking on over the years up there? I know BC's got lots of different wonderful. You got, was it Renee? And you got, uh, what is it, Seaweed? And you got a bunch of famous ones up there from, from yeah. BC. I mean, I'm, what's my, the one I've been smoking lately is uh, Garlic Sherbert. That's an in-house genetic. And then um, like that I've been finding lately, there's Dosey Doe, lots of Dosey Doe. Uh, Cactus Breath I found lately, that was really nice. Um, some stuff called Island Cotton Candy, I don't know. Um, and then, but like, man, tough to say what my favorite strain is, but I do always love a wedding cake. I mean, it's, it's, pretty cliche so to say but it's the one that makes me the hungriest and 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 helps me calm, calm my adhd the most so it's uh yeah that's my favorite that's my go-to for sure cookies or or wedding awesome um we had uh see what some questions from chat what are what makes a good autoflower breeder i think integrity Anybody can, oh, that's what you were asking about. You were asking about me breeding. If we could go back to that after this question, but what makes a good autoflower breeding it, breeder is, uh, yeah, integrity. Anybody can slap, can buy a pack of auto regs and, uh, and, and, and either open pollinate or pollinate uh, and, 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 and sell you the seeds, but it's a matter of uh, pheno hunting and, and looking you know, hunting out the right genetics, doing the crosses, get, having a test team, uh, putting it all through that. If somebody tells you that they won't feminize their genetics because they don't feel comfortable, or they're or sorry, they, they won't feminize their genetics because they're not completely confident in it yet, but they'll still sell you the regs. That's a decent breeder to me. That means that 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 person is like they'll they'll still they'll tell you what's up, but they'll they they're not going to feminize. They're not going to lock in a genetic that they're that they're not ready to lock in yet. Um, what else makes a good breeder? Fucking years in the game, I think. I think that's a big one. Um, for me, I mean, it would be, I have X amount of followers on Instagram and it would be very easy for me to just start uh, autoflower genetics, the autoflower show genetics and, and just hawk beans and pollen chuck. But that's, yeah, there's a principle behind it it's yeah the integrity is a huge thing i'd talk to the breeders or i mean word of mouth is huge right uh as far as say you can't get a hold of night owls say you can't get a hold of firebuds say you can't get a hold of of uh well night owl is daz uh of of mandalorian genetics uh full duplex well fuck their name has been been all over the the auto flower community for x amount of of years so yeah i think you could just have have some confidence in what they're doing but as far as buying genetics on instagram for people that you don't really know i'm not about it i don't do it i don't suggest anybody do it i think you should talk to the breeder or have heard about them from a hundred different people oh and then you asked me about breeding myself so i don't breed for that exact reason i just i i would feel like a pollen chucker so I've grown a lot of uh, regs, so a lot of not feminized autoflowers, but I call the males as soon as I see nuts, just 
kill it. All right. We had uh, someone else ask, would you grow autos in the Caribbean? Um, I know I definitely would, would probably lean against that just because you don't really have to do those quick turns there. You have 12, 12 year round photos yep. are going to basically behave like autos there anyway. Yep. Um, there's not really a, an advantage um, no. other than just faster flowering times, but you're sacrificing a lot. And then, you know, they they really are great for northern and, and far north and far southern uh, latitudes where, you know, you, you got that cold coming and, you, and your grow season is, is very short and you're trying to squeeze in some flower uh, on the outdoor. Um, you know, that, that's really where it's going to be a, a huge advantage or people trying to do two or three harvests a year. Uh, on the same acreage um, in, in, you know, central or southern half of the U.S. That, that, that can be an advantage. But I also noticed that, you know, a lot of the autos really hate the heat. I have not had any auto flower strains, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but none of them that have the tolerance of, say, a Durban poison or some of the other stuff that can take the heat outside uh, or some of the other sativa stuff that we grow um, or sativa dominant, I guess, or traditionally sativa dominant, however uh, technical you want to get. Um, but uh, I found that, that that's really been probably the single complaint that I have about autos is that, you know, if you're dealing with any, you know, I'm here in Oklahoma, right? So, you know, <laughs> it gets a bit toasty sometimes in the summer uh, and they just simply seem to be more affected by heat stress, I guess, than, than some of the others. And I don't know if that's just because the auto flowers, similar to CBD is a little bit more pigeonholed in terms of the genetic origin so that, you know, that those genes have been kind of stabilized in that, you know, that portion to a lesser extent. I've also noticed with, uh, and, and as another example of a similar type of thing, um, CBD cultivars, I've noticed if we keep them under 24 hours of light, um, seem to really have a higher chance of throwing nanners and throwing male flower and hermaphroditing under 24 hours, where I can take that same cultivar and give it 18 hours of light and, and six hours at nighttime, and it'll stop throwing those flowers, the male flowers. And it has something to do with just that hormonal stress for some reason. Now, are you talking CBD auto strain? Uh, this was CBD photo strains. I have not done much in the way. I Only one time have I grown any CBD autos so far. And, and uh, again, I, they just, I wasn't impressed enough to, I, I, you know, I wouldn't buy that particular seed again. Yeah. Um, okay. So as far as temperatures, if you're exceeding 90 degrees, if you're exceeding 85 degrees, that auto, like you could, it could go get into my tent or into 85 in my tent for an hour or two in the auto wouldn't be too mad, but it would definitely not be happy. Right. And then if you kept it constantly above 80, yeah, it would be fucking, it'd be cooked. Um, one thing to consider is that the ruderalis is like, a, is Siberian, is it not? Or yeah, it was it? originally from, from Russia. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I should, it's funny that I asked you that, but yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it survives cold much better. It does well in colder temperatures. So I wouldn't say that the Caribbean, yeah, I would totally agree with pretty much everything you said. Also, just you're going to get better trichome density out of some of the better photo period strains at that latitude. Um, you know, whereas, you know, at the northern latitudes, you, ha you get a little bit less trichome density. And again, at it's going to matter a little bit less with the with those auto flowers because you're you know they're already slightly less yield and no big deal if it's slightly less right you're just going to plant extra plants in that same space because they don't take up the same amount of square footage so we can increase our plant count in order to adjust for that so 
um, that it is kind of one other nice thing about autos is you can run significantly more plants uh, per acreage uh, than, than you could otherwise. So, um, you know, depending on what your goal is, you know, that, that can be a better harvest depending on your metrics. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen autos get huge, huge, where uh, full duplex this summer grew one of his anvils in the outside in the dirt and it got over six foot tall. Yeah, and I've seen some people that have some pretty large autos, but most of them are, you know, 120 days, 140 days. And it's like, Longer. you know, at that point, wait, <laughs> what's the point of the auto? You know, like, that's cool if you just want the sake of like saying that it'll just do it on its own. But, you know, again, just going back to the advantages of being at the equator is, is that I, as long as I have my nursery, you know, with the lights on for four hours a day, I can, you know, I don't really need to have much of a power overhead because in 12 12 year round you know yep. it's one of the big advantages of jamaica you know and barbados and um, you know other places like colombia you know all those places are going to be big for that one thing i will say is that uh, i was on firebuds uh, test team for one of his uh releasing a recently released genetics which was uh, the animaniacs and all, while on that test team, I mean, he actually had us test the genetics. It wasn't just like, hey, grow these out and take pictures for me. Um, and he did make us, I think it was 95 or had us, instructed us to do 95 degrees for three hours. And what he was testing for was trying to herm the plant. So even going too high might for too long might even herm out an autoflower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, I'm I across the board. I think that all plants need sleep, even autos. I would always recommend at least a minimum of four hours, uh, six hours being a little bit better for for sleeping. Now that being said, they will grow under 24. They'll grow under 12, 12, but they will do. I I grow mine under 20. You know, I I but at first to get to learning, I did them 24, and I still got flower. You know, I still it it wasn't awesome. You know, but it wasn't. Like it wasn't a great yield, but it still grew is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the nice thing about the autos is that you're always get something to smoke at the end of the thing, even if you, you screw it up and they are a little bit more sensitive to a total yield impact, but they are, uh, you know, you're always going to have something and, you know, you don't have to worry about someone screwing the lights up or, you know, you can have a couple of things go wrong that maybe would be a little more punishing with a photo, yeah. um, you know, so it's kind of a trade-off. Yeah. I think that, um, I think they're hard for photo periods, photo period growers to start growing at first, but I think for a newbie, it's it's a decent introduction. There's things that you just don't have to pay attention to, like you do with photos. And and like for instance, like I did, I didn't have a timer. I didn't have to worry about them uh, seeing light in the dark, and and yada yada yada. Right, so. There was there was things I didn't have to focus on while I could produce the show and, and, and get this all going. It started off as a one man gig, right? Very cool. So do you have any upcoming guests coming up that are uh, you're looking forward to having on? Yeah, man, I got I got uh, quite a few actually. Let me look at my calendar quickly so I can get the names and dates right. Um, and you want to tell everybody your website uh, while we're while you're pulling that up? Yeah, sure. It's www.theautoflowershow.com. Uh, it's actually the autoflower show on everything. So like TikTok, uh, Twitter, I think might be autoflower show. 
And then everything else is, yeah, the Autoflower Show. I'm on Spotify, Apple, uh, Instagram. I don't know, I can list it all off, but I won't. Um, so on March 1st, I'm super excited to have uh, Kevin from Honor Bags in. <clears throat> and then I've got Visionary Hydro on February 22nd, but let's go to some closer dates here. Uh, this coming week, I've got Future Harvest, and they're talking about their new product. And then the following week, Microbial Mass, which I'm not entirely sure what we're talking about yet. I think that they might have some announcements, but they also just have some frequently asked questions that they want to go over. Uh, and then Visionary, and then Honor Bags. <clears throat> now, sorry. Uh, yeah, all of, my, all of my interviews are on Monday, 10 a.m. PST, live on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Great guy to start your week off. Yeah, I figure here here's my here's my theory on that is uh I'm not battling with uh big name releases, not necessarily podcasts, but more like people dropping their music or you know what I mean? Like big names like J. Cole or 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 Kendrick Lamar isn't gonna drop a song on the same time that I'm live and people are just gonna go click on that and listen to it. Feel like a boomer for not knowing who those people are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who's who's dropping music that you do know? I don't know. You know, I've mostly my biggest thing. The last time I played a bunch of music is when MF Doom died here at the beginning of the year. So that was yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect. Yeah. Those guys are just yeah. They're new. They're just who came to mind who would be dropping music. But even yeah. like. When like okay so for instance like when tribe called quest dropped that album a while back i would have been listening to that over listening to a lot of podcasts <laughs> <laughs> or sorry not tribe because uh when q-tip when, when when he dropped that album with noodles on it anyways I'm no, just... it's, it's interesting i haven't i haven't heard of anyone else um talk about like other media being like something that they thought about and it's something I had never thought of. And I think it's a really cool and interesting thing for you to bring up. I, I didn't mean that in a ridicule, ridicule kind of way. I meant that in like a, that's actually like, you know, something I hadn't thought of. Sorry, my dog is being whiny. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's super cool that, uh, um, that you have that in the morning. And, and you know, uh, like you're saying, there really isn't a lot of people doing uh, content on Monday mornings and definitely is a, a cool way for people to have something to, to look forward to to start their week off. So that's super, super neat. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the thing. And then another thing was we did the class on Sundays and it was, I did, I picked that same time. I picked what it was, I think it was 8 a.m. though. And, I, but I picked it on Sundays for the same reason. But then I figured, I figured out that actually some of my audience, actually quite a few of them had church or like other shit that they had to be at early Sunday mornings. And, uh, and, and so I yeah, switched it to Mondays as much as possible. If a guest needs Sundays because they have to work on that Monday or, or whatever, because this isn't their full-time thing, then, then yeah, of course I'll adjust and, and you'll know accordingly. I post, I, I try and keep a week ahead of schedule on the Instagram. So this week I shared the February 15th episode post, you know, so that um, this coming week, is future harvest and then the following week is is microbial mass so i try and keep everybody updated i just keep it in the i keep it in the stories i keep countdowns going 
but it's interesting that you uh or that that came up and, and you like that what where that comes from is being a musician and and i was i learned everything that i learned according to music according to um selling your content selling your or pushing your content out as a musician and then i applied that all i i figured my, I, th I thought to myself i said hey what what is thinking outside the box if every box has already been thought of? Uh, can I just think about this other box while I'm in this box? So as I'm thinking about how to navigate it as a musician with cannabis account. And so, yeah, like that, another thing that, that is really key is that you're not, I'm not selling the episodes or these interviews or, and I say sell, but I'm not promoting or whatever the word you want to use. Um, I'm not pushing those. I'm pushing the journey. The the the. Yeah, it's not it's not these things that I'm like, hey, check out my girl. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. It's more you're you gotta do it all, right? You gotta show everybody that your your whole day, and and that's how they they learn to what's the word relate with you, man. I play music. I go skateboarding. I fish and I grow weed and I do it all on the account, and that's what makes people keep coming back because they don't know what they're going to see today whether it's going to be me doing a big three flip off a, off a big drop or it's going to be me linked in on a fucking fish tight line and with, with a fly rod or it's going to be mainly in my grill and we're going to learn about what we're here to learn about so i don't know man i think it, that all came from being a musician and the thing about music is there's a million of them a million musicians out there there's only two autoflower podcasts and i'm one of them Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We had a, a somebody asking chat. What about an auto stud to a photo fem seed? Like, uh, well, then you'd have to work it. So you, I think it's something like, okay. So what he's asking is, what if I take an auto flower, take auto flower pollen, and pollinate a, a a a photo, right? That's what he's asking. So. Yeah, there's a percentage of those seeds that would be auto flowering. And I think it's something like five to 10%. So it would be unethical to even give those away as auto flowers. Um, but what you could do is you, if you don't have the space, you and a buddy or you and three buddies or whatever, you grow out a hundred of them and you find the ones that flower automatically. And then you, you, you pollinate with those and you go back into it and you and you try and work to that autoflower genetic. That's what you want to do. Lots of people, what breeders will do is they'll find, they'll take two autoflowers and put them together. But instead of just doing that and, and putting them on the market, they'll test them out and all that stuff that I have been talking about. But they'll also get the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they'll get the blessing. That's not the word I'm looking for, but they'll get the blessings of the, of the original breeders of those genetics that they're going to cross and then put out. And usually they've already done their own work on something too. Right. So you can do it. And those seeds will work outside. Right. But other than that, um, yeah, it's a pheno hunt. You're, you're looking at a long time, a lot of pheno hunting. All right. Well, hopefully that answered their question. Well, do you have any uh, anybody coming up here in the next episode or two that you want to promote? Now that we're uh, starting to wrap up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that uh, yeah, take a look out for Future Harvest. I mean, they're my sponsor. They, I fucking, they've taken care of me since day one. Uh, Future Harvest Development on Instagram. 
And then Microbial Mass, as soon as I met those guys, they were on board too. And um, I, I absolutely love their product. And everybody that I've gotten their product in the hands of has been super happy. They actually are so confident about their product that if you go to their website, I think it's microbialmass.com uh, and use the code ENHANCE, you can get a free bottle. Shipping's on you. Um, as far as uh, stuff for me, I, I have just released uh, <clears throat> my, my new merch store. So I just dropped that, which is uh, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash the dash autoflower dash shop, which you can get. Uh, yeah, there's hoodies on there for under 60 bucks Canadian. And then, yeah. What else, man? I've also got the Patreon. You can find me on Patreon, the autoflower show on Patreon. And then otherwise, um, I do want to say live here, uh, my producer wanted to, wanted to, wanted me to let you know that he's a huge fan and, uh, and, and to thank you for everything that you do. And, and that comes from me as well, man. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Sure. Yeah. And if anybody wants to check out the episode that we did the other day, I threw that up over on the, the audio version of the podcast. You can check that out as well. So has a link to his website on there. We'll have a link to his website here in the chat in the description if you're listening to this or watching it on the video version. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody again how to find you, your Instagram, your website, and all their socials. All right, man. So uh, it's at the Autoflower Show on a ton of socials on Instagram, on TikTok, on oh shoot, what else? I think that might be it for the at in the Autoflower Show, and then the website is www theautoflowershow.com um and yeah i'm most active on instagram if anybody wants to reach out say hi please do i uh, i love to hear from everybody and anybody and um yeah i always like to sign off with saying uh, until next time everybody i'm jesse b and i'll, I'll always baked but never burnt and uh, yeah man thank you so much for having me on awesome well, um, thanks for coming on, and uh, it was a blast having you. Yeah, man. I yeah, we should do this again. I'd like to, I'd like to have you back on to the, to my show as well. But uh, we'll talk about that. I quickly did want to say that you let our episode out before I had the time to do it. I was like, oh, I beat me to it. Shit. So mine's coming too. Um, but it is if you guys wanted to watch the video of it, it is live on my Instagram TV. But yeah, man. So I will, uh, I'll talk to you later. Sorry. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers, man. That'd be awesome to have him on and uh, always good to have, uh, uh, to, uh, always good to cross pollinate with other media producers and, uh, and help, help each other's, um, um, you know, audiences grow and, uh, yeah. Especially auto flowers, been a ton of auto flower um, producers on, and uh, yeah, we have some really cool guests in the pipeline, some some pretty big names, uh, some people that you guys when they come on the show, uh, and then we have some some super cool stuff. Hopefully next week or the week after, we'll have some pretty big announcements to make. Um, it's just some cool stuff happening this year. This year's looking a lot better than last year, and uh, yeah. Lots of cool stuff, lots of big projects, lots of fun things going on. And uh, yeah, um, just been busy. Uh, Marty is actually pretty sick right now. 
Um, he is actually not able to join us today. He does not have COVID, but he is sick. Uh, so, um, you know, let's uh, put some thoughts to him and smoke, burn one for Marty. And uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week or the week after. And um, yeah, I know that definitely also caused a, a little bit of a delay on him getting the rest of the, some of the newer content up on the, uh, the class. So uh, bear with us. Uh, he's, he's getting it up. It's just going a little bit slower. I know we were kind of on two or three day intervals there. Uh, it might be slightly longer just uh, until he's over the sickness. So I do apologize for that. Um, but we do have some some new content that we've been working on kind of in the meantime while he's been laid up. So uh, we'll, we'll more than make up for it, I promise. Uh, we also have some really cool new new builds that we're going to be doing some videos up here in the near future. So it'll be, be kind of neat uh, to add that to the class as well, especially on the commercial side. And um, yeah, some, some neat stuff coming up later this month. Uh, we're going to be headed off to an East Coast Grow uh, that, that's coming online. And um, that'll be fun to, to shoot some, some video at. And um, let me think, what else is going on right now? That's about it. Um, be sure to check out our class over at apmjclass.com and our nutrient store over apmjnutes.com. Uh, we have a whole wide range of nutrient solutions for your aquaponic uh, dosing. Uh, that's based on the number of gallons of your system. So you can put that in there if you want to get your grow kits and, uh, and it gives you a whole bunch of stuff to dose there. And then we also have, um, what else do we have going on? I think that's the most of it. And then, you know, apmjclass.com, we have our full aquaponic cannabis class with over 600 lectures. So uh, definitely check that out uh, if that's something you're looking to learn more information on. And if not, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I think at some point this weekend, we may or may not do a little bit of a short short show on some particular topic um, that is gonna, I think you guys will find interesting and, and neat. And then, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, I will, uh, I'll catch you guys later. Uh, you can check us out at uh, Going With Fishes Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, 